to everybody. Hello and welcome to the Tuesday, March 15, 2022 hybrid in-person and virtual meeting of the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. My name is Dori Camino and I am the commission's vice president. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall room 408 broadcast live on SFGovTV and available to view on Zoom or listening to by calling 1669-900-6833 using meeting ID 823-1605-6593. Before we begin, I would like to remind all individuals present and attending the meeting in person today that all health and safety protocols and building rules must be adhered to at all times. This includes being masked in the hearing room at all times. Failure to adhere to these rules and requirements may result in your removal from this room. We appreciate your cooperation with these important rules and requirements in the interest of everyone's health and safety. Please also note that hand sanitizer stations are available throughout the building and at each elevator and masks are available upon request at any of the city hall entrances. We welcome the public's participation during public comment periods. There will be an opportunity for general public comment at the beginning of the meeting, and there will be an opportunity to comment on each discussion or action item on the agenda. Each comment is limited to two minutes. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely by video or call-in. For each item, the commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those attending in person, please come up to the podium during public comment. State your name, any affiliations, and then your comment. You will have two minutes. Opportunities to speak during public comment periods are available via the Zoom platform using meeting ID 823 1605-6593 or by calling 1669-900-6833 and using the meeting ID. If using the Zoom platform to speak, select the raise hand option when it's time for public comment. Please note that on your Zoom, you will be able to hear but not see the participants at the meeting. If calling by phone, dial star nine to be added to the speaker line when your item of interest comes up. When you are asked to speak, you unmute yourself by hitting star six. Please call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. If you are viewing the meeting on SFGov TV, be sure to mute it before speaking during public comment. Alternatively, while we recommend that you use a Zoom audio or a telephone for public comment, you may submit a written public comment through the chat function on Zoom. Please note that commissioners and staff are not allowed to respond to comments or questions during public comment. Thank you to SFGovTV and Media Services for sharing this meeting with the public. We can start with the roll call. Great, uh, President Blyman. We can note for the record that he is um, on his way. <laughs> uh, Vice President Camino. 
Here. Uh, Commissioner Falzon? Here. Commissioner Lee? Here. Commissioner Perez? Here. Commissioner Thomas? Here. And Commissioner Wong? Here. Thank you, Commissioner, um, Commission Secretary Nei Liang. The first order of business is the consideration and possible action to adopt a resolution making findings to allow teleconference meetings under California Government Code Section 54953E. Is there any in-person public comment for items not listed on the agenda? Sorry, that's that's the line for item two. So we should be um, asking for any discussion among the commissioners first, Sorry. I believe. Okay. And public And then public comment after that. Okay. No worries. That's what happens when we have scripts. <laughs> Sorry, that's my Is bad. Is there any discussion on this item? No. Okay. All right, let's try this again. Is there any in-person public comment? There does not appear to be any in-person public comment. Thank you. Okay, is there any virtual public comment for items not listed on the agenda? Ooh, for, for this item. I'm checking and there are no hands raised and no chats in the comment box. Okay, so public comment is now closed. Wait, aren't we supposed to take a motion on this item? Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Commissioners, would someone like to give me the first motion? I'd like to uh, move for approval of the meeting minutes of February 15th. I'll um, second. Oh, sorry. It's not, else okay. hasn't. It's, it's not for the, it's not it's, for minutes. It's for the consideration <laughs> and possible action to I'm adopt. I'm so We're sorry. Really struggling tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so again. sorry. <laughs> Getting back into the groove here. <laughs> it's okay. We're just so excited to be back on the fourth floor in City Hall. Let's just it's say true. that for the record. It's true. Um, uh, I move approval of uh, consideration and possible action to adopt a resolution making findings to allow teleconferenced meetings. Thank you, Commissioner Thomas. Do I have a second? Second. Go ahead. This is okay. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry, who seconded? Awesome. Commissioner Wong seconded. Okay, and we can now do a roll call for approval. Yes, please. Great. Um, Vice President uh, Camino? Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Lee? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. Commissioner Wong? Aye. Unanimous ayes. Okay, I don't see the gavel. I would do a gavel down. Oh well. <laughs> okay, the next item on the agenda is item number two, general public comment. Members of the public may address the commission on items of interest to the public that are not or that are within the subject matter jurisdiction of the commission. With respect to agenda items, members of the public may address the commission for up to two minutes at the time such item is called. Okay. Is there any in-person public comment for items not listed on the agenda? There does not appear to be any in-person public comment. 
Is there any virtual public comment for items not listed on the agenda? I'm checking and there is none. Okay, public comment is now closed. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. The next it. item on the agenda is item number three, approval of minutes for the February 15, 2022 commission meeting. I move to approve the minutes of that meeting. Second. Okay. Is there any public comment on this item? In person? There does not appear to be any in-person public comment. Okay, is there any virtual public comment for this item? There is no virtual public comment. Okay, public comment is now closed. Can we do a roll call, please? Yes, Vice President uh, Camino? Aye. Commissioner Fazon? Aye. Commissioner Lee? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. Unanimous ayes to approve the minutes. Awesome. Just a minute. <laughs> we found it. <laughs> it's it's not louder the, than the bedazzled. It's not the bedazzled one, but, but it, you know. Yeah, it will be. It will be. Yeah. <laughs> it shall be done. Okay. We should all do a gem. All right, the next item on the agenda is item number four, report from the executive director. Okay, good evening, commissioners. I just wanna um, take a minute to thank the staff so much for preparing for today's hearing. As you can see, this is a little bit of a circus, just making sure that every uh, duck is in its row um, and making sure that folks can participate both virtually and in person. Um, and also just a big welcome back to all of you. Uh, we've really missed seeing all of you in person and cannot believe that it's been a full two years since we've last met in a hearing room, which is pretty wild. Um, and uh, although this is not a um, staff update, so to speak, I will just say that that uh, gavel will be bedazzled by President Blyman's uh, daughter, uh, very soon prior to the next hearing uh, because entertainment in all its forms is very important to all of us. So, uh, <laughs> all right, so thank you so much just for braving our virtual hearings the last couple of years. Um, it's been an interesting, uh, interesting uh, run for all of us. Um, also just wanna say a hello to anybody that is logged in online. This is our first hybrid uh, hearing ever. Um, so I wanted to just provide some updates for all of you on our return here. So the Entertainment Commission is part of phase one of boards and commission returning to in-person meetings that started on March 7th. Uh, commissioners are required to attend in person, but may attend remotely for COVID-related reasons. So if you have a COVID, if you have COVID or you're taking care of a household member who is sick with COVID, or if you're part of a vulnerable population, uh, you could be excused and able to attend remotely. Um, if attending remotely for COVID-related reasons, you must submit a letter attesting to having COVID-related reason for remote appearance and for how long uh, you'll be unable to attend. And you must appear on camera during the meeting. You can't phone it in um, and you must vote on camera. Uh, the meeting may be fully remote if all members are excused. 
If a technical failure prevents remote public comment, the commission should take a break or adjourn until the issue is resolved. Uh, we will have an agenda, oh, sorry, we just had an agenda item about adopting a simple policy for third party presenters, non-city employees. We will, um, all right, sorry, we will, uh, regarding having them in person virtually or both. Um, and just a reminder that all in-person attendees and members must comply with applicable health, safety, and facility rules and requirements at all times. Um, so the health officer did issue an update to the local health order easing masking requirements in full alignment with the state guidelines. So effective March 18th, masking is strongly recommended but no longer required in city public facilities with a few exceptions, including masks continuing to be required for everyone, regardless of vaccination status at in-person meetings in public commission or board hearing rooms in city public facilities. These requirements include commissioners, staff, and members of the public. If you have any questions about any of that, we're happy to address them this evening, um, or we can uh, discuss that via email or a phone call. I wanted to also just briefly share some important updates to the health order that impact our entertainment and nightlife businesses. As of last Friday, March 11th, the city is no longer requiring people to provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test to enter certain indoor settings. These settings include indoor restaurants and bars, indoor venues holding an event with under 1,000 attendees, gyms, and fitness studios. However, businesses can decide to be more restrictive than local health guidelines and can continue to require proof of vaccination or a negative test from their staff and patrons. Masks can also still be required by the business. As a general rule, the health order strongly encourages these businesses to require that patrons and staff provide proof that they're up to date on vaccination, including a booster if eligible. One important exception to note for all of you is that indoor mega events of 1,000 or more people will need to continue to require proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test for patrons and staff before entering the event. Patrons and staff will be encouraged but no longer required to have received a booster. We did send out a newsletter to all of you last week. Uh, thank you to Dylan Rice for doing that with this announcement. So you'll see a copy of that in uh, my director's report item in your virtual binders, which um, <laughs> that's my final update. Um, I just wanna thank May for prepping these iPads for all of you. And if you have any questions, you're having issues right now, I'm essentially free so I can kind of bounce around. So um, let me know if you have any questions and welcome to the hearing, President Blyman at 5.48 p.m. for the record. Welcome to me, thank you. Got your radio voice, I like it. <laughs> and a nice haircut. Thank you, my seven-year-old daughter did it. Wow, it's she's a, a woman of many talents it's because just, we was, did discuss her bedazzling your gavel. It was definitely a dangerous move, but it worked out okay in the yeah. end. Um, sorry, I had a childcare snafu, but we figured it out. Um, and I believe that your executive director report is finished. So we can go to public comment on this agenda item. Is there any public comment on this agenda item? I don't have to ask Dylan anymore. This is so weird. Do I? Oh, because we have a hybrid. Got it. Okay. Not out of the water yet. Not yet. There are currently no 
in-person public comments. And I'm checking, and there are no virtual comments, no hands raised, no uh, comments in the chat. Excellent, so we'll close public comment in this agenda item and we'll move on to number five, which is a report from De Deputy Director Azevedo. Thank you, President Blyman. Good evening, commissioners. Um, it has been a month since our last meeting and in that time, we have had uh, 64 sound complaints. A handful of these complaints resulted in educating a business owner on the requirement of needing a permit to host entertainment and nearly every one um, our inspectors have educated already and begun the application process with me. Aside from that, I do have a few enforcement updates to share with you this evening. Amsterdam Cafe, so this first business I wanna provide an update on um, is Amsterdam Cafe. I did discuss this location at our last hearing and I shared that the business is hosting entertainment without a permit. Since our last hearing, I've reached out to the owner by way of their lawyer and our inspectors have continued to respond to sound complaints at the location. However, the complaints are coming in on weekdays when we do not have staff in the field. So whether this is a coincidence or not, I am scheduling an inspector to go out during the week to check on compliance here and at a few other locations. I also just wanna remind you that there is a copy of the enforcement report in your virtual folder if you'd like to follow along. Uh, the next business I'd like to share is about Jolene's located at 2700 16th Street. We received a handful of sound complaints about this business, but the only violation that's occurred was on February 26th, uh, which was when the inspectors responded to a complaint and measured the volume of the DJ to be in excess of their approved sound limit. We issued a notice of violation for the occurrence. I wanna mention that our inspectors observed that Jolene's front door is not spring-loaded, so when a patron leaves, uh, it causes sound to leak out of the establishment. The security isn't always able to help close the door behind the patron right away. Right away. Um, so the inspector suggested that they add a spring door so it closes on its own. And further, we observed that the speakers have been repositioned since the initial sound test was taken. So we are scheduling an opportunity to go out and take a new sound test to set a new limit. The next update is about Deco Dance, which is located at 1150 Polk Street. This location holds a POE and um, recently when our inspectors responded to a sound complaint, the volume was above their allowable limit. Upon further investigation, we learned that the meter that the venue uses to measure their sound limit is not consistent with our sound meter, so our inspectors synced the meters up and reminded them to keep uh, their windows and doors closed during entertainment. So we anticipate this resolving future problems. Quick update here on trademark and copyright, which is located at 1123 Folsom Street. We've received three complaints about this business since our last hearing. Inspectors have noted that the internal volume of their DJs is quite loud, so Inspector Savino is setting up a sound test to set a limit for their indoor LLP. Um, as a reminder, this business is not allowed to use their back patio uh, for live entertainment due to a planning commission motion that was passed a few years back. The last update for you this evening is regarding 26 Mix. Uh, last Thursday, March 10th, I received an email from Officer Ortiz letting me know that he was investigating a potential incident that occurred on March 5th. When I inquired to the managers about the incident, they let me know that nothing had occurred on the 5th, but there was an in incident that happened outside of the club on March 9th. According to management, on March 9th, a fight broke out more than 100 feet away from the premises, and those involved were not patrons of the club. The fight moved down the block closer to the business, so security ensured the safety of their patrons by securing the door and the police were called. Um, as of today, I have not heard back from Officer Ortiz with further details about the investigation for the alleged event that occurred on March 5th. 
So I'll defer to President Blyman and Director Weiland in the upcoming days on whether to agendize 26 mix for another potential reconditioning hearing on April 4th as we receive further updates from SFPD on this incident. April 5th, pardon me. Um, if you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them for you. Um, I do notice that hotels are now apparently using their roof decks and we're starting to get hotel via back in the mix. Good eye. <laughs> um, there was an incident that occurred at Hotel Via. Um, thank you for mentioning that. I'm happy to provide a quick update. Um, so we did receive some sound complaints. Their scheduling is not consistent, so we wanted to make sure that we planned to have an inspector go out at their next scheduled event, which we did. Um, inspectors Fiorentino and Zavrina went out during a, late, a recent a Sunday day party, um, and they were operating above their sound limit. Upon further investigation, we learned that they had reconfigured their speaker system, and so when that occurs, it does warrant a new sound test. Um, following the event, Inspector Savino and I spoke on the phone with their event producer, and we learned that um, there was actually a pretty big disconnect between the event producer and Hotel Via Management, mm -hmm. and one, the event producer was acting um, independently from the business when we all know that at the end of the day, the business holds the permit. So with that said, um, I'm not sure that that event producer will continue doing events at that location, but we are in conversation to dis discuss whether or not they do need a new sound test from us or not. So that's kind of where that stands. Yeah, thank you. Just, it seems like as things are opening back up and the weather gets nicer, we're gonna be back in roof deck monitoring <laughs> situation, especially with that particular hotel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So thank you to you and the inspectors for managing that. Mr. Falzon. Uh, Deputy Director, I just looking at 26 mix, obviously I think we're all very concerned and we wanna keep a very tight leash in understanding what's going on there. And I see by reading the narrative that we don't have a lot of information yet. So is your next step to circle back with Officer Ortiz and? kind of delineate, was there an event on the 5th or the 9th? That's right. Um, I did hear from Officer Ortiz that he was unable to make, uh, make contact with anybody at management. So I reached out on his behalf to the 26 mix management today, and I'm trying to connect them uh, directly so that he can obtain the video footage, the surveillance footage that he's seeking to try and learn more about what occurred. Do we know the date yet? I mean, is, he, is his position there was something that occurred on the 5th? Or he's not sure either. He, he is uncertain whether something actually did occur on the 5th. It appears that in conversation today, there may have also been an incident that occurred on the 11th. So we're just trying to learn more at this time, but I don't have further details. Okay. I am in close contact with him. Absolutely. So I, I would just strongly encourage if between now and the next meeting, you figure all this out, that um, it gets to the executive director and the president, and if need be, we bring them in. Yes. If, there, if it merits a, a, a chat. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. No further questions from the commission? The lack of hats really thrown me off. I could put it on. Never you. seen you without a hat before. Well, it's been two years of... It was bald. It's been two years of zooming my head. I understand. With a hat on. I'm just thrown off. I totally understand. This is weird for all of us, so let's just address that. Oh, you missed the beginning. It was... <laughs> Yes, I did. <laughs> Watch the replay. Um, all right. Um, I don't have any further questions, so we will open this up to our hybrid public comment. Is there any public comment here for this agenda item? 
There does not appear to be any in-person public comment. And online. I'm checking and there are no hands raised and no comments in the chat box for this item. All right, we'll close public comment and we'll move on to the next agenda item, which is number six, uh, hearing and possible actions regarding applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the Entertainment Commission. And with that, I'm gonna introduce Deputy Director Azevedo to bring up the first topic, which I will be recusing myself from because it's a business that I own. So I'm gonna step aside for this one. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, President Blyman. And I'll address this to the commission and Vice President Camino. Um, so the only item on our consent agenda this evening is for an limited live performance permit for California Street Cannabis Company. Um, this is for an indoor LLP permit. There was no opposition and um, where, which uh, Richmond station did not have any suggested recommendations. So it's on consent. Okay, uh, fellow commissioners, is there any uh, discussion on this item? No? Okay. Is there any public comment on the permit application? There does not appear to be any in-person public comment. Okay, is there any virtual? There is no virtual public comment. Okay, am I following this script wrong? No. Do we still have to do a motion? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's correct. So we're okay. at the motion. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that, you guys. You're doing great. Okay. So uh, is there a motion? I'll raise a motion to approve with staff recommendations. Second. Thank you. All right. Your permit application is conditionally granted. Please no, we got to vote. Okay. Let's vote. You are in a rush. Script. Okay. <laughs> All right, can I have a vote, please? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Vice, Pre Vice President Camina. Oh, aye. Uh, Commissioner Falzon. Aye. Commissioner Lee. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. Uh, unanimous ayes to approve. Yeah. Okay, your permit application is conditionally granted. Please follow up with the deputy director <laughs> for the next steps. Okay, so um, just there he is. Do we bring the president back? <laughs> what right. a coincidence. You knew right when to come back. Yeah, that was strange. Good guess. Um, and I will ask Deputy Director Azevedo to introduce the first permit application on the regular agenda. Thank you, President Blyman. Our first permit on the regular agenda this evening is for an outdoor LLP permit for the 5M Project Owners Association located at 430 Natoma Street. The entertainment will be held within their two new parks, Mary Court East located at 424 Minna and Mary Court West located at 44 Mary Street. This is a new development down in Soma that consists of new residential towers along with a new outdoor green space. The applicants intend to activate the two parks with an array of entertainment related activities such as fitness classes, film screenings, children's events, farmers markets, and live musical performances. The applicants have elected to end all entertainment and amplified sound by 9 p.m. and as such, staff are recommending this end time is adopted as a permit condition. 
EC sound inspectors took sound measurements to set each park's respective sound limit, and because the closest sensitive receptor is at 100 feet away rather than the standard 250 feet per municipal police code, section 1060.16, the staff is recommending more conservative sound limits, which you will see outlined below. The applicants conducted extensive neighborhood outreach by sending out 423 letters to the community, of which 405 were to neighboring residences. Additionally, you will find five letters of support in your file. There was no opposition to this permit and Southern Station approves the permit with the one standard condition outlined below. Here to speak with you this evening is Swathi Banda. Hi, I'm Swathi Banda and I'm Senior Director of Development at Brookfield Properties working on the 5M project. Can they see my slides or? Perfect. Um, so as stated, 5M uh, just recently opened just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we have one commercial office tower, one residential tower, and then 26,000 square feet of public open space um, at 5M. And really the objective for us procuring this permit or securing this permit um, is to be able to provide daily activation and programming for our community members um, in, in SOMA. Um, I'm just going to show a couple of slides. Uh, so this is, uh, these are some photos from our grand opening celebrations, which were just about two weeks ago. Um, you can see our public open space, uh, which has um, open lawns, a performance stage, as well as a children's play area and a dog run. And a few more photos as well. Um, our intent is to, be, is to host uh, daily programming, really leveraging our partnerships at 5M. We're fortunate to have the Dempster building directly adjacent as actually part of the site, um, which is home to both Push Dance um, as well as the Women's Audio Mission. Um, we're excited to be able to host their, um, their DJs as well as their dance performances on our outdoor stage. We're also looking forward to hosting things like story times, um, other sorts of like cultural um, and arts performances to really be able to activate the site and provide the type of programming, safety, and security that our community needs at 5M. Um, and this, this permit is, is, a, is a critical step to doing so. We will be distributing a newsletter every month um, to uh, key stakeholders, including neighbors, that will announce the events that will be hosted at 5M. Um, and those events will also be posted on our website. So um, individuals in the community will be aware of what type of programming will be there so they can participate, um, but also so that they're aware when amplified noise will be in the park space. Thank you. Any questions from the commissioners? Uh, you're going to be controlling your own sound system. So you guys own and operate and have one guy kind of in charge with it? Yeah, so we have a, I will admit, a fairly basic sound system that we have purchased for the purpose of these types of daily programming. Um, and our property management staff will be aware of the sound limit um, that is required um, and we'll be making sure that our equipment stays within that, that threshold. When we do have larger scale events, for example, we do have a strong partnership with Cultivate Labs and their undiscovered um, outdoor festivals, um, which may, uh, which will sort of take the entirety of the park. We understand that in those situations for certain special events that additional noise permits may be required. So, um, so basically you have a sound system with a stage and then you have a sound man, right? Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, according to this, your level's at 82, which is quite low actually for outside, but I mean, you know, so if your DJ's playing, does he have control? If he's gonna bring it up, can you bring it down? 
at another location? We would uh, we would instruct the DJs as to what the decibel limit is, and mm -hmm. we would we would make sure to to monitor that in case they. So uh, your guy will have a some kind of a monitor, yeah. right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And really, the day-to-day -day programming is focused on things like exercise classes, story times, um, you know, some cultural and dance performances, and some DJ, um, some DJ performances as well, thanks to Women's Audio Mission. So we're really thinking day, you know, not necessarily like raucous parties, but day-to-day -day right, activations right. for the park. Yeah. Okay. Great. Com Commissioner Lee, may I um, point you to the staff recommendations in the memo just to clarify that you understand that number three and number four indicate that there are external limits set from a distance at 100 feet away for both park. Right. Respective of the sensitive receptor. Okay. Yeah, that's Just, what I'm looking at. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean. Meaning it would be a higher measurement if we were measuring from the actual sound source. Right. But I noticed that sometimes the inspectors will measure the internal, you know, um, decibel. So if it goes up, even though it sounds a little bit okay right it's still in violation so i just want to make sure yeah and, that, you and know. we're mindful of that we do have a 302 unit residential building that's directly adjacent to this park space um, as well as residents other residences that are in um in close proximity so we do want to be mindful of the fact that we have our own residents close by as well Mr. President. Hello, Hi. welcome, and congratulations. Thank you. On being an active member of the South of Market Filipino Community Heritage District, I know that this project's been a long time coming, but it also seems like it happened so quickly. <laughs> it's both like a long time quick. So congratulations, Thank and you. actually I have a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. um, um, oh, actually, I'm one more thing. Uh, thank you for all the public, um, 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 Outreach. Outreach that you're, you guys did, and mm -hmm. I appreciate the letters that were submitted by West Bay, United Players, and Cultivate Labs. Um, my question is, um, how are you going to manage if there's a complaint from the neighborhood? Mm -hmm. Will you be able to respond in real time, and what's the process of, of responding to those potential complaints? Yeah. So our first um, approach is to really preempt complaints um, to ensure that we are A, operating within the decibel limits that are set, and then B, um, uh, sending out our, our monthly newsletter so people are aware of events that are happening. Um, and so we're hoping that through that proactive approach that people are aware, are able to enjoy these events, um, but also know when there's going to be amplified noise. We do have a community relations manager on staff as well as property managers that are on staff. And so when we do receive complaints, and we actually have a, um, a public phone number where individuals can, uh, can submit complaints directly to us. Um, and so we have our community relations manager actively monitoring that phone number um, to ensure that any complaints are, are addressed by our staff. Is that phone number available on the website? It is available on the newsletter, and I'm not sure if it's available on the website, but we could definitely add Did it. Could you make sure it's on the website? Because yeah. not, not everyone might receive the newsletter, so yeah. they can just go to we the website. We also have it posted on, uh, we've had it posted on construction signage um, and other things, so. Okay. Yeah. I noticed on your presentation you also have a rooftop garden at the George. I guess it's going to be a separate. Yes. Um, so the rooftop terrace is limited to residents within that building. Okay. Yes. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. Yep. Of course. Any more questions? What are the cross streets? 
Uh, so it is, there are two parcels of park space that are essentially along Mary Street between Natoma and Minna. Oh, cool. Yeah. Come on well, by, it looks good. Yeah, no, I'm excited for this. I think any more opportunities to employ local artists and, and musicians is just fantastic, especially outdoors, I think it's great. Um, I have no further questions. All right, so um, you can have a seat. Thank you very much for presenting. Um, is there any public comment on this agenda item? Oh. <laughs> there are no in-person public comments on this agenda item. There is someone with their hand raised. I'm going to, in Zoom, I'm going to let them speak. Um, hello, caller. Are you calling regard to this item, which is the 5M project? Yes, I am. Okay, great. Um, please state your name. You have two minutes. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jeff, uh, and thank you for the opportunity to speak this evening. Uh, I have concerns around this limited live performance permit being considered. Uh, my residence of 20 years is approximately 200 feet from the proposed performance area. Uh, we did not receive any letter regarding the permit application. Uh, I submit that the notice of application for a permit has not been properly posted for the requisite amount of time, nor was the notice posted conspicuously as required. There has been fencing around the proposed performance area for many, many months, and the notice of application was posted inside the fencing. The fencing was just removed on February 28th or March 1st, uh, was put back in place on March 10th, and it remains up today. So the notice was only visible for about nine days. Additionally, even when the fencing was down, the notice was not posted in a location that would easily attract a passerby's attention. Uh, so again, I submit that the requirements for posting the notification have not been met. Uh, I am requesting that the vote on EC 1624 be postponed for at least 60 days until at least May 15th, and that the period for public comment be extended for a similar period until at 30 least seconds. May 9th. Uh, I have a link to a couple of photos showing the location of the notice, and I will put those in the chat. Thank you. All right, I am checking in. There are no other hands raised, and um, um, President Blyman, am I allowed to share um, content in the chat? Um, well, he's, he's submitting a link to something in the Zoom chat, but he did already speak. So is that something that we can include? It's public comment, he can't. It's kind of a gray area, I think, but. Um, that's a good question. We've never had this come up before. Um, I could do, um, I did a screen share. I'm not sure that they can see it up here. Because if it was an in-person meeting, he would be able to hold up photos for us. Correct. So what's the... Oh. except that it would occur during the time allowed. 
Yeah, so, 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 so he used up all his time. Yeah. Only I would caution. I think we should allow it just for the sake of. Sure, X the box. Being open, yeah. What's the, um, you, can, you can just do a screen share. Oh, okay. Oh, so, great. all right, so that's the link that the gentleman just shared. Um, oh, and that's the notice that's posted on the side there. Oh, there's more, um, pardon me. Thank you, May. Is that, is that sufficient? Yes, thank the, you. Just the two pictures? Yeah. 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 Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Any other public comment? There's none. Anybody have thoughts, discussion? Um, I, I just have a quick, the, the only thing, I mean, actually I have a fair amount of experience with this situation with ABC licenses. And, and the only thing that's disappointing is this person spent all their time focusing on posting and not what his objection to the space or the event is. So I'm a bit at a loss of, of does he actually have a problem with this activation or does he have a problem with, it, it sounded to me like his issue is posting. So I'm unclear what his problem is with the activation. So it's more of a comment than anything. I mean, we do have, or, sorry. Please, no, please. I mean, we have requirements around public notice for a reason and if those aren't being met, it makes sense that we delay something until there is opportunity for public notice and public comment. Um, I kind of agree. I mean, the location of that flyer is definitely uh, not, uh, if you were walking by, I would never see it. You know, I mean, that's, I'm all, I think the project is great and everything, but I think the more people that are, are more knowing about it and there's less objections, the, the whole thing would be a lot smoother than them having problems every time they have an event. So can, can we put the of, picture can, back up again, please? That? The picture's tough too, because you okay. never know. You know, you can take it from, you can take a picture from an angle and, right, right. and you're not there, so you don't have the full experience. President Blyman, may I make some, Please. make a note for the record regarding the postings. Um, we issued the applicant four postings, knowing that there were a large, it was a large space that needed to be noticed. So there were four posters posted. The proof of posting that I have are different than the two posters that are pictured here. Mm -hmm. um, so it does appear that the photos that this individual submitted do not align with the proof of posting that was submitted to me by the applicant, which I'm happy to share my phone as a proof of posting that way. There were four posters. Whoa, look at you go. I thought the plot thickens, how did that happen? Yeah, Can someone um, refresh my memory as to the exact language on the posting requirements that the regulations mandate? Sure. Yes, yeah, so per, per the police code, there must be a notice posted to the public in a conspicuous location for consistent 30 days in advance of a hearing. So 
So in order to ensure compliance with that, we have them sign an affidavit of posting saying the date that it actually went up and then they have to provide proof of those postings via a photograph with timestamp, which is what we have. Understood, thank you. Can I ask you the applicant a question? Can you step up again? So it appears as if the uh, the caller was noting one sign. Did you, were there actually four signs posted? Yeah, there were multiple signs, and I was actually on site when we zip tied those Got those it. up there. So, okay. um, yeah, there were multiple signs uh, signs posted to the fencing. Got it. Okay, thank you. Yep. Can I ask a question to the um, applicant? Yes, please. Sorry, I, I should have asked anybody else. Okay. Um, can you just recap for us? I know it's already in um, our yeah. submitted um, paperwork here, but can you talk about Five M's outreach to the neighborhood? Yeah. So we, um, as required, submit, uh, uh, sent out letters to residents in via post, um, and in some cases, hand-delivered letters um, to, I believe the, the account was over 400 residents um, in the adjacent area. Um, and then we also posted the signage that uh, Caitlin just shared um, on our, our fences. And in addition to that, we also reached out to key community partners um, who various uh, community partners have, uh, have submitted letters of support as well. Um, so that's the extent of our outreach. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I do wanna note for the record, there are a number of, um, of reputable nonprofits and cultural organizations who have written in in support of the, of the cultural programming. More comments, questions? Is it possible that this particular resident just did not get, get the letter? Sometimes that happens. I've done this a number of times myself, and um, inevitably there are neighbors who have raised the concern that they did not receive the post that we paid for to be sent to them and affidavited. And so it has come, it's happened to me before. It does, it does happen. Are we able to make a motion at this juncture? Uh, public comment is closed. So yes, we can make a motion. Okay. I would like to move to approve the um, outdoor LLP permit with the staff recommendations. I second. I think the SFPD also has some, uh, some additional recommendations. It's so, just like notifying them for. Yeah. I think that's included already. under the staff recommendations. Okay, got it. All right, we have a motion. We can vote. Okay, President Blyman. Aye. Vice President Camino. Aye. Um, Commissioner Falzon. Aye. And Commissioner <clears throat> Lee? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. Uh, eyes around for the approval. All right, congratulations to the applicant. You have been approved. And to the, um, the disembodied voice who called in, I would just recommend that if you do have concerns going forward that you reach out to our office. That's what we're here for. Um, we exist to act as a liaison between entertainment and uh, neighborhood and communities, and that's our job, and that's what we're paid for. So, well, not me personally, but that's what they're paid for. So please uh, do not hesitate to share your concerns with our staff as they come up. So thank you very much. And we can move on to the next Great. permit.
Thank you. The final permit on tonight's agenda is for a place of entertainment for the Lost Church, located at 665 Chestnut Street, and this is our first Prop H application. The Lost Church is a nonprofit theater that has been hosting plays, comedy, magic, spoken word, and acoustic music for the community at a different location in the city for many years. The Lost Church originated in the owner's living room and has since grown into a professional production with a second theater located in Santa Rosa. The Lost Church wants to continue these seated theatrical performances at a new location on Chestnut Street. As a Prop H applicant, planning approved the POE use at the premises so long as they operate as a theater, which is their intended use, and means they cannot sell alcohol during performances. The applicant will be applying for a Type 64 liquor license, which is a special on-sale general for nonprofit theater company. Per ABC, theater companies holding this license may sell and serve alcoholic beverages to ticket holders only during and two hours prior to and one hour after a bona fide theater performance of the company. The applicant conducted extensive neighborhood outreach, sending out nearly 100 letters to nearby residences and businesses. In your file, you will see there are 35 letters of support that were submitted by longtime patrons of the Lost Church, San Francisco natives, and a handful of their new residential neighbors, including the property manager of the neighboring residential units. Additionally, we did receive five letters of opposition for this application. The owner responded to each one, and the discourse between the neighbors and the owner is included in your file. At the time of writing this memo, four of the five neighbors responded to the owner's comments. Um, one continued to, continued to oppose the application. Uh, one still has questions, which are, uh, we're in the middle of answering, and the other three uh, rescinded their opposition. I lost my, here we go, excuse me. In an effort to mitigate neighbor concerns, the owner held a community Zoom meeting to answer questions and provide more details about their programming plans. Approximately 20 people attended the meeting. As a result, the applicant has self-elected to have an end time of 10.30 p.m. for their entertainment as, and has agreed to only use the egress on Chestnut Street for staff-accompanied ADA accessibility, and all other patrons will utilize their egress on Columbus Street. Staff is recommending these two conditions based on the neighborhood mediation that occurred. You, of course, have the ability to condition as you see fit after hearing this item or elect to bring this permit applicant back to a hearing at a later date to discuss potential reconditioning. Central Station had one standard recommendation for this application, and here to speak to you this evening is the owner, Brett Klein. Hello. I am the uh, executive director of the Lost Church. Uh, we are a 501c3 nonprofit arts organization. Um, this project has been funded by the California Arts Council, the San Francisco Grants for the Arts, and uh, the San Francisco Office of Economic Workforce and Development. Uh, 10 years ago, my wife and I started a theater in our living room to put on my ridiculous plays. Is it possible to show some of these? Yeah. Oh, there it is. All right. Here we see, uh, I believe this is Mummy, the opera. Uh, but what ended up happening almost immediately is we were totally overwhelmed. I don't even know how these people found us, but with people who wanted to play our little space. And it turns out that there are far more artists who need a 49-seat theater than need a 490-seat theater. And there are many patrons who would far prefer to sit in a theater space and enjoy their live performance than go to a club or nightclub where the prime uh, thing is to serve alcohol. So since then, we have hosted roughly 300 shows a year. 
uh, including tons of live uh, acoustic performance. Here's David James. Right, here we go. Uh, here's the Manzanita String Quartet. This was Songrise Studios, a great little open mic. Uh, here's Clive Always. Uh, anyhow, a bunch of these different little plates. <coughs> so uh, one of my favorites is Brad Barton, Reality Thief. He's a magician who was one of our monthly residents. As well as Ned Buskirk's You're Gonna Die, Poetry, Prose, and Everything Goes, which is a spoken word about death and loss. Uh, it's heavy, but it's one of the most beautiful things you can ever take part in. We have also helped Ned become his own 501c3, and so I, I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, anyhow, more low acoustic performances. Basically, uh, the only thing, we started this process many, many years ago. It took a long time to get funding, and we worked through, we actually got a CUP for 65 cap, Unfortunately, we are never able to come up with an ADA accessible situation that was under about a half a million dollars. So ultimately, we started looking for a new space uh, after we got funding from Hardly Strictly Bluegrass and other foundations. We, it took over a year, and I was absolutely stunned at how little spaces actually suited us. We need a very small space that has a very high-end uh, we need fire sprinklers and ADA accessibility. This is the reason we moved. Um, I was overjoyed after a year of rigorously searching to actually find a place at 665 Chestnut. I was excited about this because of its entrance on Columbus. There's a bar across the corner. There's Cobb's Comedy Club across the street. Bimbo's is located diagonally down the street. It's in a basement. The people above us are actually a medical unit. Um, a medical group that leave at 5.30 at night, and they, they're all on board with this. I felt that this basement gave us the best opportunity to be able to serve the public without, with the, most, the least amount of negative impact on our neighbors. Um, if we are allowed to move forward, I have, I'm totally open to all the neighbors to ensure that we do not bother them, you know, and we'll do everything in our power to make sure that happens. Uh, I submit that, I, I hope you guys sub accept our request. And I want to thank uh, Superhero Deputy Director here for her hard work in bringing this all together. Thank you. Questions, comments? Um, quick question. Go. Um, Deputy Director, I'm just curious, what made you flag um, Section 1.102? Uh, Article one, section one, what, what, why are we putting that in as a condition? I'm just curious what your mind thinking was. Absolutely, thought. thanks for the question on this. The, You're welcome. This was approved by the planning department because the applicant proposed a theater use. And so we don't have a theater permit, right? It falls under POE. However, there are very specific regulations around operating as a theater, which ties directly to the alcohol consumption, alcohol sales. Yeah. And so that is why we're, we're quoting Section 102 of the Planning Code. Great, thank you. You're welcome. Well done. Other questions? Please. Just to share, I heard from Supervisor Peskin's office that they appreciate the community outreach that happened and are confident that um, uh, Mr. Klein will continue to engage with the neighbors and resolve any concerns. 
and they're supportive. All right, well, I don't have any further questions. The Lost Church is a thing of legends in San Francisco, and um, we we're gonna have a discussion about this, but um, I'm very happy that you have existed and doing your thing, and we hope that you will find a, a home that works. So you can have a seat, and we will open up to public comment. Hybrid. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm not used Point to it. I'm not used to it yet. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, there are no in-person public comment. This hearing room, too, you can't, I can't see anything, so I, it, it, I, I actually need help to know. Yeah, there's a giant podium in my face. I need to be taller. I'm sure it's fine for Dylan. All right, good evening. Um, there are um, some people with their hands raised, and we've already received some comments in the Zoom chat. Um, so I'm going to read the first one um, for the record. Um, I have no more than two minutes allowed for each public comment, so I'm going to do my best to read it as quickly but as clearly as I possibly can. When the, if I can't make it to two, two minutes, then we'll have to unfortunately stop what I'm reading. So um, just um, if you're listening to this on Zoom, please note um, that if it's a really lengthy chat comment, that is the, um, the limit that I have. So the first one is from, are you ready? First one's from Viva Tai concerning Lost Church's POE. In the explanatory documents, the November 21st, 2021 drawings of the floor plans, it clearly shows that construction in the corner of the space includes new bathrooms requiring both demolition and construction. However, subsequently in the application questionnaire signed by the applicant on December 8, 2021, on page six, under construction slash renovation, the question, quote, describe any construction, renovation, or other improvements planned for your premises and the timetable for completion, unquote. The applicant answers, quote, interior decoration only, unquote, and also leaves the two related permits questions blank. This appears to be a contradiction to what was actually planned and implemented. The applicant has acknowledged that new bathrooms were being constructed. The consequences of this have been many. Shortly after, in December, construction in the form of jackhammering commenced and even started as early as 5 a.m. and was found to have been unpermitted. There was no signage indicating such an application had been filed, nor outreach to the most immediate neighbors, namely the abutting, um, I won't name the name of the building, residents, because of the address. The concerns regarding the construction as well as potential impact from any future entertainment events include noise, odors, and vibration from machinery as the construction appears to have removed material corresponding to a perimeter wall which abuts us. Hammering and drilling which appear to break through into our structure could clearly be heard from within our unit and caused alarm and for us to report it. It seems that if the applicant were practicing a good neighbor policy that he would have informed and consulted with his neighbors to ensure that any construction was permitted and mitigated the noise while we could have provided feedback on concerns as construction were proceeding. I have 10 seconds left. As for the application, the public informational posting only appeared a short time ago, did not indicate the location within the four-story building, nor was it posted at the other main entrance. So time is up, I'm not allowed to go further with that one. And that counts as your public comment. I did. All right, I'm going to read the next one that we received. Um, let me see, this person I believe is 
Okay, so this person identifies as living in the neighboring building. They do not want to identify their name. And they say regarding Lost Church, okay, they say regarding Lost Church, we request that any queue be formed only on Columbus and doesn't wrap on Chestnut. We, requ we request that loading or unloading of artist equipment be only on Columbus and not Chestnut. We request that there be extensive testing for no base leakage to the neighboring building. That is their comment. That's, you can stop the clock. Okay. I have um, another hand raised. Hello, caller. Um, is this with regard to the Lost Church PUE application? Can you hear us, caller? Uh, yes. Yes, I can. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Thank you. Please state your name, and you have two minutes to make public comment. Okay. My name is Jose, and I just wanted to uh, uh, finish off some comments, and that is that given in the area um, that there are many residential units, uh, we believe the space is not appropriate for such performances, but if the permit is approved, that it should finish by 10 a.m., uh, coinciding with the residential quiet time and allowing for a short amount of time after for participants to exit the premises. And in terms of noise, we believe that there should be sound testing done to ensure that construction did not adversely affect the barrier um, between that building and adjoining buildings. Um, and if so, that it be corrected before any permits were to be granted and performances to be commenced. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, in terms of anyone else, there is no other uh, new commenter that I can see. Um, just listeners, just please raise your hand if you have not yet made a public comment. And I'm seeing there's none. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and close public comment then, if that makes sense. Um, discussion? <clears throat> I mean, it's a small place and it's, sounds like it's just going to be, I mean, you're not going to have, I don't think, large groups, right? I mean, it, I'm getting an impression because it's so small and, and based on the pictures that um, it's, it is going to be, well, not really a theater, but, it, you know, more of a pub kind of thing. Um, I should ask these questions when he was here. But, um, I think it is just a theater. It's not a pub. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's small. It's literally the opposite. 99 is... We deal, I mean, we deal with places that are 200, right? It's, yeah, it's directly across the street from Cobbs. Right. I mean, it is kind of an entertainment zone. I get it. And there's probably haven't been anything there for a long time, so the neighbors are concerned. Um, well, I mean, I don't think, I mean, that's, that's a busy place. I mean, I get it, you know, if, 
there's certain things that the um, applicants should work out with their neighbors if they're going to be loading, don't load in chestnut. You know, these are pretty much honorable things to do. So as a responsible owner, you know, and you want to uh, work with your neighbors, um, I think you, even though it's not going to be in writing per se, but you should um, do that. Um, I have no problems with uh, a small theater or small venue like this in this area. So um, that's my comment. Just adding to that, um, I just want to commend you. I think the city is in, is really in need of spaces like this um, for artists and that there's a lot of demand for it. It does seem to be in an area that has a high density of other places of entertainment and bars and things like that. And I do note that you have a good sound mitigation plan. It's in a concrete building. This is the performance space is in the basement. So any concerns I have about noise are pretty much ameliorated and I feel comfortable moving forward. Yeah, I echo that. This is a small nonprofit theater. It's going to be on Columbus Street in an area with a number of other entertainment venues. Um, I think this sounds like a great use of this space. I support this. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing I would add is it did, uh, you know, I, I hear the concerns of the neighbors, but they, you know, they, they, they also, they live next to an entertainment zone, and just because a place has been empty doesn't mean it shouldn't then be filled with a use that is allowable by our city's zoning code, which the planning department has already authorized. So a lot of the concerns that I heard were planning concerns, which is certainly not our purview. That's not our department. It's not our, our, our jurisdiction or however you want to describe it. So, you know, for me, this is about, you know, now that the planning department has deemed that this is a place that is zoned correctly for a theater, whether or not we, we granted a permit. And, you know, it just would seem crazy to me that we want it, but we can vote, obviously. We have to vote. The other thing I'd say is it does appear that this owner is a lot more open to negotiating with neighbors um, and, and addressing their concerns than I would say 99% of the people that we've seen come across here. Usually it's a box checking exercise, or often it is, and this absolutely doesn't feel like this was here, including him uh, willing to lower his or reduce his operating hours to 10.30 p.m. Technically, this permit, if I'm not correct, could go to 2 a.m., um, but he is self-offering to have it go to 10.30 p.m. instead. And so I would just say to anybody who has concerns that we see a lot of these permits, and I think that you uh, might consider yourselves lucky for having somebody who's this conscientious walking and moving in next door to you because you never know who uh, else might move in next door to you. Um, so that said, I think we can have a vote, if I'm correct. Motion. Motion first. Let's do that. <laughs> I move to approve with staff recommendations. Seconded. All right, now we can have a vote. President Blyman. Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Uh, Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Lee? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. Commissioner Wong? Aye. Congratulations, your permit's been approved.
Um, you can follow up with our staff um, at your earliest convenience. One thing I would say is that um, it's great that you are, um, are operating only until 1030, and I think that's a really wonderful thing to do for the neighbors. If at any time, if things are going well, you wanted to consider other options, it certainly is an option for you to come back before the commission and ask for us to reconsider what time you would be required to close. Sounds like it may not be a problem for you at all, but I just want to make sure you have that in the back of your mind. All right, thank you very much. All right, the final agenda item is number seven, commissioner's comments and questions and new business requests for future agenda items. Welcome back, everyone. This is something else, huh? Yes, as well. Can we bedazzle the hammer? We are going to. We have a date with my daughter and Maggie, and we have some jeweled things to put on it. So <laughs> we're going to oh, they're in this box. Yeah, got it. I'll definitely not lose these tonight. There's no question. <laughs> you can send a photo to our former president, Anaconda, of yes. the, uh, your daughter's handiwork. <laughs> Um, one item, there was an article in the San Francisco Chronicle about people uh, distributing fentanyl test strips um, in different nightlife venues and bars and so on. And uh, in addition, there have been a number of people in the nightlife who've been um, distributing naloxone at their performances and so on in an um, attempt to reduce overdose fatalities in the city. I would love to put that on a future agenda item um, to talk about the role that nightlife and our venues can play and ways to uh, improve uptake of um, these sorts of life-saving interventions in uh, um, entertainment venues. So. I think this is more necessary than ever. Uh, I just anecdotally, so I, you may have read about the three people in the mission who uh, uh, accidentally overdosed on fentanyl with thinking it was a different drug that they were part, more of a party drug they were taking. Those are three regulars in my bar. Oh, and in fact, um, the one that had a party that week yeah. that then got canceled because he was no longer with us. So it was, uh, really he was not, I w he's not somebody I was close with, but our staff, everybody knew him. He's been coming for years, many, many days a week. So it really hits close to home. I hope that all entertainment venues and bars can get access to either the spray or the, the strips as soon as humanly possible, because this thing is no joke. So thank you for bringing that up. And I would, I second the idea of bringing it before the hearing to, to learn more about it. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Other questions? Just happy to see us reopening downtown, people getting back to work, entertainment coming back to life more and more. It's great to see. I'm just, to end it, I'm just gonna plug the Bluegrass Festival that I'm putting on in the Community Benefit District, which I operate, which is called Picking on the Polk. It's Easter weekend. And we have, I think, 16 different bluegrass bands all booked through Hardly Strictly to play our district. Everything's free, including wow. a street closure. So please come out for that. What was the date and time? April 15th and 16th. Um, the, the street closures on Saturday day, that's the 16th. But we have, uh, I think, 12 to 14 shows going on in our little cafes and wine bars and bars. So we're actually programming. The whole district is a venue. Is a, number of venues for us. I, I got one quick. We, it says we missed the meeting last time, right? Uh, I want to report that the Chinese New Year parade was the biggest ever. We must have had almost like it was 2018 when I 
drove in the parade and saw all the barricades were at least 10 or 15 deep, like it was before the pandemic. So I want to thank the whole community and all the people that really stuck together to, you know, try to survive after all this. And, and we had a great night in Chinatown. All the businesses were doing well, but now we're back to normal and everybody's <laughs> still waiting for more customers. So just let everybody know that you guys can still come and eat dinner and hopefully push these restaurants to start opening later again. You know, we're still uh, pretty much uh, closed down at nine o'clock and you know, us entertainment venues out there are just trying to bring more people in. So um, thank you everybody for the support. Thank you, Commissioner Perez. Yeah, I just want to take this opportunity to give a shout out to former Commissioner Liam Frost, who produced the St. Patrick's Day Parade last Saturday. I believe it's like the 171st annual St. Patrick's Day Parade in San Francisco. So I just want to tell him congratulations and great job for getting that parade out. Liam, huh? <laughs> That's <a> big lift. <laughs> yeah, the production of a massive, okay. All right, well, uh, is there any public comment on the final agenda item here? There is no in-person public comment. I'm checking and there is none on Zoom. All right, we will close public comment and we will adjourn this meeting at 6.46 p.m. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Back.